Yo, 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 what's going on? It's your boy Walt. We back with another episode to the YSM podcast. And I'm with my man JT, J Chef. What's going on? And we got another one for y'all today. So I just want to pick off what we had last week. But you two know, back-to-back good ones. Two good ones. And I think we're going to go for the three-piece today. Um, like I said, I just want to pick off what we left off um, last week. We were talking about the Super Draft. Still didn't get to figure out what a super draft is. I'm still stuck on it. So if you all know, let us know. Super, but I was thinking, I was like, maybe it's you know soccer, it's international stuff like that. Maybe a super draft is what overseas or something. Maybe because you know he did say that um, when we asked him, there's for, different club teams. Yeah, teams. like you know we automatically think of MLS, but there's countries, Europe, France, whatever, Mexico, whatever the case may be. So I think that's what the um, the super draft is. So. Um, kicking this episode off, um, it's going to be a, I want to say... A little different pace. A little different pace. Um, different um, different vibe to it, but I think y'all going to like it. Um, like I said, we got two, not one, we got two in one, two for one special. We got two guests today. Um, Jay, I'll let you take it. You know, you can introduce them a little bit better than I can. Um, but like I said, we got the two for one special today, so... Yeah, no, let's definitely get into it. We got... Two great friends of mine and people that are really successful starting out in their careers. So we got Joshua Botsford on and Tim Tim Kalen on right now. Tim's a real estate agent in the Oregon area and Joshua's a mortgage broker in the in the Oregon area as well. So if you guys could go ahead and come on and appreciate you guys being on here today. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Excited to excited to be here. Yeah. No. Same here. Very excited to be here as well. Thanks for having us on the show. No, absolutely. Tim and uh, Josh, you want to go ahead and just briefly kind of just state what you guys do right now, what's your background, how'd you both get started in the real estate world, and kind of what prompted that? I'll go ahead and have uh, Tim kick it off for us. Absolutely. So I uh, I entered college as a elementary education major. I thought I was going to teach kids. Um, <clears throat> I got one day into uh, sophomore year of elementary ed, realized that... Um, wasn't for me. I uh, realized I did not uh, want to be a teacher of children. <laughs> I think I like the idea more of a PE teacher slash high school coach and um, kind of made that into my head as like what it was going to be like. Definitely was not what it was going to be like. So I uh, became a communica- communication major and um, during my uh, sophomore year of college, um, one of my professors was talking about how uh, communication majors make really great real estate agents because they are able to um, work a deal that is can be really stressful. Really, um, there can be a lot of tension involved. Um, they're really good conflict. Um, they're really good with conflict resolution. Um, and he so he basically said, you know, if you want to be a successful real estate agent, having a background in communication is really important. And I never really thought about that. I had one family friend who was a real estate agent. Um, it was never really something that I thought about a lot, but I started researching it in class actually one day, and um, I just kind of started. Uh, it was like a snowball; it just kind of started rolling down the hill, and um, started picking up more momentum. Um, by my senior year, I was, you know, completely set on doing this. 
Um, I was taking, you know, much fewer credits than, than most kids at that time because I had gotten a little bit of a head start. And so I got my license at that point, uh, finished out my college athletics career and began working in real estate. Um, they call me the homie hopper in this, con- <laughs> in this business <laughs> because I started with um, I started, <laughs> started with one company. I'm now on my third company, but um I uh, I found the right fit, which is really important when you're starting in, uh, you know, the entrepreneurship. In entrepreneurship, starting in uh, uh, finding the right fit for yourself is really important. Um, and uh, and so uh, once I found my fit, I settled in, and um, my business, you know, tripled, and I uh, started networking with guys like Josh, and, and here we are today, working on the business, you know, chasing the dream. That's awesome. That's a great story, Josh. What about you? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, kind of similar time frame, at least. Um, I ended up going to, I mean, I grew up in Oregon, uh, but I ended up pursuing a college degree in uh, Northwest University, which is up in Seattle. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, I I went for a business degree. And I mean, I can't necessarily say the same that it applies to (laughs) my industry. But uh, I mean, it's worth it to, to have the degree, I guess. But during the I think the summer after my junior year, um, I actually got married, and so <clears throat> this job kind of fell into my lap. Yeah, appreciate that. Um, the job kind of fell into my lap at you know just the right moment because um, my wife's mother-in-law actually owns a mortgage company, and so um, she kind of proposed the idea to me, like, "Hey, what if you know you jumped on? Like, I'll teach you the rope." She's been doing it for a long, long time. Obviously, she owns a pretty successful company, so she was like, "Hey, I'll teach you the ropes. You know, I'll mentor you. I'll show you what you need to know, and you know what it takes to be a successful loan officer." And so, um, I pursued, you know, getting my license, which is not a fun process. Uh, very difficult test. Very difficult. I'm sure the real estate was too. It's not a fun process of education uh, and taking. Uh, still gets, I, you know, got my license and jumped into the, the industry and been in it over, you know, great people like Tim and continue to, you know, make connections and, and whatnot. So it's been, it's been really good. No, that's awesome. Yeah. I think, you know, just that whole process of just getting licenses in general, whether that's, you know, as a broker, loan officer side, real estate side is tough and a long process, a lot of studying. So you no know, props to you both for that. When, when you say, you know, talking about just the real estate world and long-term investing, like explain the process, Tim, of starting out in your career, like during a downturn that we're in right now. Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of people say, you know, hey, you're really lucky you started your real estate career, you know, in the middle of one of the biggest, um, uh, one of the biggest market booms in history. And I, I tell them they're crazy because when you start as a young agent, the majority of your clients are buyers. And when I started, um, it was actually the heat of the market. It was the very, it was the very peak of the market. And um, and if you're a buyer in that scenario, it was very, very difficult. You had to make a lot of sacrifices. You had to work really, really hard to get your offer accepted. Um, and it, it seemed like almost at, at certain points, you know, uh, um, uh, just impossible. And so. Um, at first, there was a lot of learning that was taking place, um, and a lot of strategy that went into things. Um, and now that you know we've actually hit this dip in the market, um, it's really interesting to see what people's reactions to this are. Um, I think we are entering into a time period for young professionals where um, we're going to separate the the men from the boys. Um, 
and I think that uh, <laughs> I think that's a good thing, right? Um, I think that it's time for people who are real to kind of show that they're going to continue to hustle and work hard. Um, and I think that uh, for those who, um, you know, really aren't suited for this kind of work, it's going to kind of be time for them to find something else to do. Um, and if for, for people who are, you know, on the buying end of things, who are trying to invest in property themselves, who are not just an agent or a lender, um, you really need to find a good agent right now and, and find somebody who has strategy. I love sitting down with people and it, it probably bores them to death, but it's really fun for me to talk about, hey, here are five different strategies that we can use for you right now to make sure that you use this downturn to your advantage, to make sure that we actually turn you into a millionaire during this downturn, right? And, and people think, you know, oh, the interest rates are crazy right now. Oh, the home prices still haven't dropped as much as they need to. But as Josh is probably going to share with you in just a few moments, there are strategies, there's ways, there are, we, you know, there, there are reasons why you have professionals in this market that are there to help you get through times like this. It's tough, but it's completely doable. No, totally. Yeah, so, <clears throat> so Tim, yeah, you were talking about strategies and this is the time for when boys become men or when, you know, if you're real, this is when you guys need to stand up. So I just basically have a follow-up question with what you're saying um, with you talking about strategies. Um, and what comes with strategies is big risk in a sense, or you got to take risk in that. Um, so like, what is the benefit of a long-term investment in taking big risks? Absolutely. Well, the thing about a uh, investing in a in a home, uh, it, it is a risk, right? Yeah. Uh, you're leveraging a lot, right? You're kind of putting your um, you're putting yourself on the line, uh, and you're 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 basically proving or claiming that you can pay this usually unless it's a cash deal um, this pretty expensive mortgage, and that is a pretty big risk. But um, as long as you uh, uh, the, the, where people get stuck. Um, where people get caught up is when they just forget the basics, right? Yeah. If you forget the basics, that's when you're going to lose. Mm -hmm. And so what people think, they, they think about a market crash, they think your home, some people think your, your home is going to be automatically foreclosed on. And that that's absolutely insane. As long as you continue to make your payments, right? Let's say you buy an investment property for $400,000 and your monthly payment is going to be $2,500. If you pay that $2,500 every single month without fail, if you find a way to scrap together enough money to pay that every single month, then it, it, at the end of the day, it's not a risk, right? It's just mm -hmm. routine. It's something that mm -hmm. you do every day. I mean, when you get up in the morning and you brush your teeth and you put your clothes on and you shower and you do all your, your routine or you, you meditate, right? You read your scripture, all that stuff. That's not a risk for you. Yeah. It's not a risk. It's something that you do every single day, regardless of the situation, regardless of the, the climate that you're in. And, and that's kind of how I view um, investing in property right now, it's, it, I don't view it as a risk. I view it as something that you committed to and you just do it every day you, or every month, right, with your payment. Mm -hmm. um, and, at that, and, and, and if you do that, then it's, it's no longer a risk. It's, it's just a uh, part of who you are. No, that's, a great, that's a great point. Josh, what about from like your side or your perspective of it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think what Tim was saying is absolutely, you know, critical. And I mean, they, I mean, they even say, you know, you're paying when you're renting, you know, you're paying a hundred percent interest to your landlord, you know, right now, sure. Interest rates are up, but I'd rather pay, you know, six and a half, seven and a half percent interest than a hundred percent interest on, um, you know, an apartment or, you know, house that I'm renting. So I think real estate investing really is, um, 
Absolutely critical. You know what Tim was saying, it's, you know, you're not risking it if you're, you're making those payments and um, you're not paying that mortgage payment to anybody but yourself. Sure. You're, you know, you're the, interest is being taken out, but you're building that equity. And I think that's what, you know, home ownership and real estate investing is all about. You know, you're building the equity, um, you know, and you're building wealth for your future, um, even, you know, your future kids. And I think it's um, a huge opportunity. Uh, and I mean, they always say too, like, it's one of the least <laughs> risky investments, even if the market's not great. Like, sure, it crashed in 2008, but even when it crashed, like it still came back up um, you know, if you're, you're in it for the long haul, which, you know, most people are when you're investing. And, um, I, I mean, I think it's, it's a huge opportunity for people to get into to the market. And, um, you know, it's, it's obviously not easy and, you know, 2,500, 33,000 a month, it's not always easy to scrap together, but you're putting that money in your pocket. Um, and you know, there's, there's other products, you know, you're able to get, you know, home equity lines of credit, uh, which is also known as like a, a HELOC. Um, which you know allows you to draw equity from your house. You're able to do what's called a cash out refinance. Um, you know, once you build up some more equity in your home, uh, where you basically cash out and it's a it's a new mortgage, so you're gonna have to repay whatever you take out, but you're you have access to that money that you're putting into the home. Um, and I think that's something a lot of people don't realize. They you know kind of view it as rent. Like my money's you know going out the window, and I'm never gonna see it again. But that's absolutely not true. Um, and what's special about being able to do a cash out refinance and stuff is that um, not only are you like able to cash out on the money that you've put into it, you're able to cash out on the appreciation that your home has. You know, you're more often than not, that's why they call real estate such a good investment is your home is appreciating, yeah. um, which, you know, is such a, a great thing to, to do in a volatile market. You know, stocks go up, stocks goes down. Um, but ultimately, like your home is going to continue to appreciate and you have access to that money, which I think, yeah, like I was saying, not a lot of people realize. Right. No. So, yeah. so fellas, a lot of good gems, a lot of good gems so far. Um, Tim, I was going to have you explain um, before you before you add on and piggyback what Josh just said. But what in what are, in your guys's opinion, what is equity? Like, really, what is yeah. that? What does that mean? Well, it, it's, it's ownership in something. Um, that's really what it is at the end of the day, right? When you buy a home and you put 20% into the home, you only own 20% of that home, right? The other 80% is being paid for. You're borrowing that money. Somebody else is paying for that. So, um, you know, once you get up to 50% equity in the home, you own 50% of that home. So once you sell it, you're going to get, if you, let's say you sell it at 50%, equity, then you're going to get to keep 50% of equity. You've got to pay the rest of that loan off, right? So equity is really ownership in something. Um, and, and furthermore, I, I think it's really important to understand that a home is an asset, right? Yep. And it's not a liability. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's really important to understand. Um, and, and furthermore, on top of that, I, I, I think it's funny when I hear some people not now the stock market's great to invest in right um, cryptocurrency if you're still playing around with that day <laughs> that's just that's just educating hey, good, good luck good luck yeah I, well, I, I do kind of laugh though when I hear people say they would rather invest in things like that than in a home because that's what I tell them is hey good luck living in your crypto good luck living in your Tesla stock yeah. like a home is an investment right it's a huge investment. But more than that, it's a roof over your head. 
it's the most basic human need besides like clean food and water, right? Is a place to live. And so it's a huge, yeah, it's a huge asset um, that you actually can totally utilize um, whereas, you know, it, when you invest in something else, you know, if you put money into your 401k, if you, uh, you know, if you're, yeah, uh, it, like good luck actually using that for something, like, you're going to get to see that money later. But a home, you're not only investing in it, you're gaining the equity in the home, but you can use that. I mean, you're, and you don't have to rent something out. You can actually live in a home. It's, it's a pretty cool, pretty cool investment. Well, hey, Absolutely. well, Tim, I got to tell you personally, you know, personally, me, I am not um, currently in the works of of looking at a home right now, but I'm going to tell you, boy, you got me fired up right now. You got me <laughs> yeah. fired up, Tim. I'm going to tell you that right now. You got me fired up. <laughs> it's great. I, I, I'm glad to hear that. And, and you and people should be fired up about this stuff. I mean, it's it's it is a special thing, not just investment wise, not just comfort wise, but but to have the responsibility and the you know the privilege of owning a home is just I mean it it yeah I mean Jaden you can speak from experience on this and you know I recently went through this process but um, it means a lot to be able to own your own home and totally. it, you can do so much with it it is such a big tool um, and I think it's something that you know everyone should be looking at at some point in their lives. No this is no this is great guys this is a lot of good information and insight on just the process of that. Can you guys kind of explain like the details of the process though? Yeah. Like what is that what is that like? What what is it emotionally like the amount of stress that you have to do regarding paperwork and all the finite details? Like what what is that like going through the loan sure. process too even with, you know, Josh on your end as well? Yeah, Josh, you 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 kick him off with the pre-approval process cuz that's kind of the first step and then I'll kind of go into the transaction. Yeah, absolutely. I would, I would love to and um, you know, I guess first I'd touch on, you know, you talked about the, like the difficulty and like the emotion, the stress. And I think, you know, when you think about that, it's critical to pick a good agent, pick a good lender. Cause you know, if you're, you're in control of that. And I think when you pick the right people, like our, my, I mean, my whole goal is to make the process like easy, stress-free, like, yes, it's a lot of paperwork and yes, it's a lot of like paper trails, but it's like, it's absolutely critical to, you know, find someone that's going to make the process enjoyable. And I know, you know, Tim does that. I try to do that, make it more fun and, you know, a little bit more stress-free, try to, you know, make people laugh and, and you know, make this a, a fun process. But um, yeah, as far as the, the pre-approval, um, kind of the, the process of things, um, you know, we, we have a loan application. It really only takes like 10 to 15 minutes, but it, you know, you fill it out, and it's basically just kind of giving your basic information, you know, your income, your assets, and your credit. And those are, you know, ultimately the three big things that we look at when it comes to getting pre-approved. Uh, your income, your assets, and your credit. Um, and kind of what that means is, you know, breaking down your, your monthly income and how that stacks up against the debts that you have as well as your proposed monthly plan. Um, you know, that kind of, all of this kind of came out of, you know, 2008 when people were lending on, you know, lending to whoever for however much they wanted. Um, so we have a lot more, yeah, exactly, exactly. It's fraud. And now, you know, we have a lot more strict regulations. So that's kind of what we're looking at. We want to make sure that you can afford it. But yeah, we kind of look at the income, the assets, the credit. Um, and from there, you know, we, we issue a pre-approval. Um, and that usually sets you up with your real estate agent, which I'll let Tim go into in a second. But basically, you know, once you have that, 
home and place um, is just a process of, you know, tracking down more documents. And, you know, traditionally that kind of looks like pay stubs, um, your W-2s, kind of your proof of income, really, right. uh, making sure, you know, your, your license, your ID. It's Ultimately, we want to make sure, like, all right, this is a real person that makes real money, that has money for the, that, the down payment. So, like, bank statements are another one. Those are kind of the things that we're looking for. And ultimately, we're just looking for consistency. Um, you know, it's you don't have to make 500K a year to buy a house. Right. Uh, I've seen, you know, all sorts of different people buy houses um, in different pay grades. And so, um, you know, I try to tell people, like, at least apply. Like I was saying, like, my the application that we do is free. Like, I'll give you a free price quote. Just apply. See where you stand. Like, what, like there's no reason not to. Um, it really doesn't hurt to see where you stand. And, and ultimately, both Tim and I, like, we've, you know, sent people, you know, referrals to each other being like, hey, this person's probably not going to buy for another year or two. But they want a plan in place. And so, you know, we try to set them up with a plan, um, even if it's not pre-approving them right away. And I know I'm kind of getting into the weeds, but, you know, like we're saying, Tim and I, we get, we get fired up about this. But, uh, I'll, you know, I'll kind of pass it off to Tim, you know, once we pre-approve. Um, yeah, I kind of put the ball back into to Tim's court. So you want to go into that, go for it. Yeah, absolutely. It's A lot of it is about, like you said, it is about planning ahead, right? Um, no one walks into the first game of the season – without having practiced, you know, for weeks or if not months in advance, right? Um, it, no one would do that. They would, that would be absolutely asinine. So um, really what we try to do is, you know, I, I will try to meet with folks between six months to even a year before they want to buy. That's kind of my ideal time frame. I mean, obviously, you know, I, I, can, I can work a lot quicker. I think last month I closed it. I think we went from uh, I met them uh, and then we had closed the deal. 10 days apart, right? It was an all-cash deal, but it was crazy. I, I met the people 10 okay, days Tim. after. Yeah, slight <laughs> flex. Yeah, go off, bro. <laughs> it, was, it was crazy. It was crazy. I, I barely like, I barely got to know them throughout the process. But, um, yeah, I try to go between six months to a year, and the first time we sit down, we're just testing the water. We're just figuring out, like, what are we looking for? Why are we looking, right? Are, is this an investment? Is this just we want to have a roof over our heads and we don't want to be paying rent, you know? Um, is it that, you know, you want to build a portfolio of 400 properties at some point, right? Like, what, what are your goals, um, and, and, you know, what's your timeline, what's your, you know, what kind of, what's your budget looking like? Um, and, and let's get you over to a lender who can kind of, you know, give us that magical piece of paper we call the pre-approval letter, um, that'll allow us to buy the house. Um, and that's kind of that first meeting. We just kind of test the waters. Um, and then we kind of, um, we'll reconvene every couple of weeks, kind of give them updates on the market. And then, um, we'll put them on a little property search because we got all the characteristics of what they're looking for. You know, are they looking for a three bedroom, two bathroom, 1200 square foot home? Um, you know, kind of in the Hills tucked away a little bit. Maybe they want an acre of land, stuff like that. I plug all of those details into, um, our, uh, it's called the RMLS regional multiple listing service. And it pumps out properties. Anytime something's listed, it pumps it out right to their email and they can take a look at it right there. Super effective tool. If you're a realtor out there, make sure you are using RMLS or whatever MLS system you use to send properties out to your clients because they look at them, they watch them, they, they review them, they send them to you. And I can't tell you how many times I've had a client send it over to me and gone, Hey, this is what I'm looking for. Super helpful tool. So set them up on the property search. And then um, after we have that, you know, kind of that time frame where we're preparing, we've got that magical pre-approval letter. We are ready to go shop. That's when we go out and that's when the fun part starts. We start actually looking at homes. So I will, you know, I will scour the markets for a home. Um, 
that they're looking for. I will, you know, I'll contact agents to ask questions about homes. And then if we find one that we feel pretty good about, we'll go ahead and we'll take a look at it. We'll set up a private showing. Uh, we'll go look through it. And, you know, some folks are in there for five minutes. Some folks are in there for an hour and a half. It really depends on the person. Um, but really, that's the fun part because you get to kind of envision, you know, what do you want to do with this place? Um, <clears throat> what is my, uh, you know, what's my goal with this place here? And how, what can I do to it? Um, and then after that, you know, if you've got the green light, then you offer. If you've got the red light, it's on to the next one. Um, I'll have people that they see the first place they see. It's like, this is it. This is the one. I'll have people that they see 20 places and they still haven't found the one that they want. Um, a lot of it's just personal preference, preference at the end of the day. Um, then we get into the offer. The offer is a whole lot of paperwork and it's stuff that, you know, agents, it's, you know, it's easy stuff for agents because we do this, you know, every day. Um, but it's good to sit down with clients and say, okay, this is what you're really signing, right? This is the offer. This is when things expire. This is when your inspections occur. Um, this is how much money you're putting down. This is when it closes, all that kind of stuff. Um, I like to sit down with folks and kind of go over that offer. We send the offer over and that's when the fun part begins for the realtor. And that's my favorite part of the game is negotiation. And, um, you know, I, I'm never going to take somebody's the biggest purchase of somebody's life and make it into a game. But negotiation for me, it's like a chess match. And I and I, Jaden and Josh know me really well. I am super competitive. And I, if I smell blood in the water. Ooh, it's game over. And, uh, especially in this market, you know, I primarily work with buyers. Um, you know, I, I won't even offer right now without. Uh, asking for closing costs, and and Josh knows that he he's seeing that and all the stuff that I'm sending him right now is we're we're going for eight thousand, ten thousand dollars in closing costs, and and that's because we've moved into a market where you can do that, and you know sellers are desperate to get these properties off their hands, so I will you know we'll negotiate tooth and nail, we'll throw things in that offer that they can't um, you know they can't not resist um, or they can't resist. Um, and uh, and then you know it's it's getting that offer accepted. Once the offer is accepted, we move into what's called escrow. And escrow is really where the client will kind of sit back and relax, and that's where the agent makes their big bucks. Um, it's usually a thirty to forty-five day period. Um, inspections take place then. Uh, the all the loan stuff. So Josh will get into all his loan stuff then, and um, he'll you know push everything through underwriting, make sure everything's approved, um, and we'll send an appraiser out there, make sure that the value of the property meets what the um, what the actual purchase price is. Um, and then you know if we need to negotiate repairs or um, or further credits need to be added, that's another piece in the negotiation game which I really enjoy. So. Um, and you can, oh man, it's it's crazy. You can get into so many different mind games with these other agents, right? You know, are they bluffing? Are they not? Oh, it, it gets crazy. But um, at the end of the day, uh, you know, you are doing this on behalf of your client, and it gives you a lot of energy knowing that you are serving another person. You are serving somebody else's biggest purchase of their life, and and that's a huge motivating factor. So once all that's done, you kind of wrap things up, sign the paperwork, get the new keys. And that's kind of the, that is kind of the roadmap for, uh, for buying a house. It, it's, it seems stressful, but you know, I, I try to make it fun. Um, you know, some people get stressed when they see my name pop up on their phone when I'm about to give them a call. Um, but I, you know, I tell, and I tell some people, Hey, we need a safe word, right? You know, pineapple means everything's okay. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, you know, it, it's really just about um, it's really just about relaxing and not getting too overwhelmed in the moment. Um, it's totally normal to have stress. If you didn't have stress, it's like 
are, are you there? Like, is anyone home? You know, like you're, it's the biggest purchase of your life. You're putting a lot yeah. on the line here. You should be a little stressed out, but it's our job to kind of play therapist and make sure that you, um, you know, don't get overwhelmed at the end of the day. So, yeah, so Tim, so just piggybacking off what you just said, I had a follow-up question. So, like, how do you, yeah, you, you mentioned, uh, you know, it's not just a, a quick process, you know, but you also state, you know, like, well, it's a, I can also get it done in 10 days, but usually you say you right. can plan out six months to a year before they're even thinking about buying, you know? So what right. do you, for, for you, what are some kind of tips or, or advice you would give someone young that's kind of new to the game that's trying to start off buying um, in this expensive economy, like what's something you can, cause at the end of the day, you know, it's a, it's a scary process for the, you know, for the client, you know, cause like, um, like you said, it's probably the biggest purchase of their life and, um, they got to keep that back in their mind. Like, okay, is this guy, is this a game to him? Is this just another check? Like, is he going to go the right, go about the, go about it the right way for me? So what's some, some, some advice or ways that you can, you know, um, walk a young buyer with their, you know, their first yeah. time doing it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, number one, I would say it starts with making sure that you are financially set to do that. Right. Um, Josh and I sometimes get people that come to us and they want to buy a home and uh, they don't have a job, you know, <laughs> and exactly. you know, we, we, we'll take everyone who comes through the door. But you got to have a job, you know, make sure you have money. Um, and I have a really important saving tip for folks. You're going to need a fair amount of cash up front to buy a home. It's just just part of the deal, right? Yeah. Um, normal down payment, unless you're a veteran, is about 3%. Um, you know, on a $400,000 home, that's $12,000. And then you're going to need, you know, usually I, I'll negotiate, I, I pretty much all the time will negotiate those closing costs down. But the closing costs could be another six to eight grand, right? Um, and so you need to, you know, be thinking about having between fifteen to twenty thousand dollars saved up. And some people go, "Well, Tim, how in the world could I could I possibly save that much money?" It's it's not that bad when you think about it. And my rule is save twenty percent of your paycheck. Okay, okay. if you are making four thousand dollars a month and you're able to save a grand of that, I guarantee you you can live on you can live on three thousand dollars a month. I guarantee it. Okay, yeah. you might have to cut out Starbucks every day. You might you know have to oh, go from oh not the Starbucks. <laughs> no. You might have to go from Disney Plus Hulu to just, you know, Disney Disney Plus, right? Oh, um, man. <laughs> I think they bundle them, so you, you might be safe on that one. But um, <laughs> you, you can cut some costs, but save your money. Save 20% of your paycheck. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Save that 20%, you know, sacrifice other stuff. You got to save the money. And then, um, you know, and then the next, the next step that I would say is, um, don't get overly emotional about things. It's tough to not get overly emotional. Like you said, it's it's nerve, it's kind of nerve wracking. You know, hey, does this agent have my best interest in mind? Then put him to the test, right? See what he's willing to do to kind of go the extra mile for you. Um, see if he's willing to, you know, ask some questions. Ask to see what he's going to fight for. Ask, you know, if he just wants to, if he's just going to roll over and let the other agent walk all over him. That might not be the agent for you, right? Yeah. Um, so ask questions. Um, you know, if you see something that doesn't make sense, say, hey, Tim, why are you doing this? Um, Tim might have an answer. Tim might say, damn, why am I doing this, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I think there's a, you know, saving, um, asking the right questions, um, and then, you know, not, yeah, not getting emotional about it um, because, uh, you know, once you get emotional, that's when you kind of lose your grip on reality mm -hmm. um, and you, you start making really rash and hasty decisions. So stay level-headed through the process and lean on your agent, right? 
that agent is paid what he's paid to do what he is doing for you. So lean on him, lean on his advice, make sure you're asking the right questions and you should be, you should be a okay. And, and, and on top of that, Josh, real quick, what's a, what's a buy down that's helpful for young people? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's you know, something that's um, not a lot of people know about. But buy downs, basically, um, you're able to buy down your interest rate. And so if you're looking at interest rates, basically, when I go pull a quote, um, you know, it pops up with what's called the par interest rate. So it's kind of wherever the market is based on your um, your situation. That's your par interest rate. Let's say it's 7%. That means, you know, you're paying zero extra dollars, you're getting zero extra dollars. So uh, from there, you can scale your interest rate down. Let's say you want six and a half, um, and the cost, I'm just throwing out numbers here, but the cost for that is $5,000. You can do that. You can pay that $5,000, you know, you get that six and a half percent rate for the, you know, the entire life of the loan, or um, on the flip side, you can, you know, let's say you're kind of pressed for cash. Luckily, these days, like Tim was saying, we're able to get some more, um, you know, closing costs covered. But let's say you are pressed for cash, you can scale that interest rate up to seven and a half. You get five thousand dollars towards your closing cost. It can't cover your down payment, but it can go towards closing costs. And so, you know, that's kind of part of what I do. It's it's putting together this puzzle for for buyers to to be able to afford it. You know. We, we kind of look at your situation and we kind of, you know, work through what your budget is and what you can afford and what you can qualify for. And we, we try to piece together the puzzles to give you the best possible deal. Um, and I think, you know, kind of hearing what Tim was saying and, and what I'm saying, it just, it brings me back to how absolutely essential it is to, to pick the right lender, to pick the right real estate agent. You know, this, this market is incredibly concentrated with people, um, you know, I don't even know how to explain, especially with COVID, like so many people got into the industry, but like you got to find someone like Tim, you know, how he's talking, that's going to go the extra mile, you know, that's not going to, you know, just throw in an offer and kind of leave it. That's actually going to negotiate for you, try to get you the best deal. Um, and kind of the same on, on, on my end as well is, is just trying to, to get you the best deal, to do my best, to work hard for you. And um, so, yeah, I guess that's the last thing I'd leave you with, just like pick your agent and pick your lender carefully because not everybody's willing to go the extra mile. Um, but you know, guys like myself and Tim, we absolutely are. And you know, we're, we want to help you to the best of our abilities. We'll see. You know, this is why we wanted to have you all on is yeah. for you guys listening in. Tim and Josh are your guys. So they'll get you right. They'll, they'll get, get you right. right. They'll get yes, you set sir. up. You know, yes, it's, it's kind of funny. Cool. It's kind of funny because like when you guys are explaining like the process and the day to day, it kind of sounds like sports, so you know, like yeah. transitioning real quick, you know. No, no, go no, dogs. No, 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 go dogs. You know, we talk, we're we talking go. about football. And what happened about, last week? Uh, right? Now let's get into it since you guys are, you know, know. Oregon fans. I want, bro, stop, bro, stop. <laughs> you know, this this conversation is not worth not worth my time, bro. I'm about to I'm about to leave the Zoom. You got the Blazers though. You got the Blazers. They're doing well. Yeah, you're right. Here's the thing. A rivalry game, a rivalry game, it does not matter if you are 10 and 0 and the other team is 1 and 9. It's a rivalry game and it doesn't matter. You can win and you could lose. It's it's it, this is not Oregon Colorado or Oregon Cal. This is Oregon Washington. And you know what? We may have won 17 out of the last 20 matchups. You know, oh, we may have wow. the last well, What happened last it's week? It's a rivalry game. What happened last week? <laughs> You're living in the past, man. That's last week. The past. Hey, yo, bro, y'all, y'all gotta stop, bro. You dub, they ain't that, they ain't that good. Yeah, bro, it's we'll one, see. one game. We made about fifty mistakes. You guys played the best game in the last like ten decades, bro. You guys, whatever, bro. 
We'll see. We'll see. It'll be interesting. We'll see what that. Road, we'll see what that Pac-12 championship looking like. But no, as we're, it's as not going to be UW. I'll tell you that much. The Pac-12 championship. Promise you that. It's a lot of ball left. A lot of ball left. Well, no, as we're wrapping up, you know, guys, really appreciate you hopping on today and really spitting some gems for our listeners. I think there was a lot of information, um, you know, given. And for you guys that are listening right now, you know, go ahead and research. Like, do a little research on your own. And, you know, you guys can always hit us up to uh, – and we'll pass we'll pass you Tim and Josh's contact info to get connected and get set up. And that's really how the process starts, honestly. It's just networking with the right people, um, finding people that you can trust, and then going from there. So, Tim and Josh, again, thank you very much and really appreciate you guys. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Thank, thanks for having us on. We, we really appreciate it. And, um, yeah, give our give our social media a follow. Lending with Josh, Realtor Tim Kalen. Yeah, hit us up. But, yeah, we, we're really grateful to be on here and uh, be able to share some some knowledge that we've you know, gleaned from the last year. So, really appreciate you guys. Yeah, and, and, you know, I think it's really, really neat that you guys are putting this out there for other folks to listen. Uh, it's really a gift to uh, the listeners um, that you guys put together this podcast and um, your, your, uh, your message to, to folks is, is heard and it's received and um, I just want to appreciate y'all for, uh, for everything you guys do and thanks for having Absolutely. us on. Appreciate that. Absolutely. We'll, we'll be in touch with y'all. Sounds good. Yes, sir. Right. Thank you. We'll see ya. Go Ducks! <laughs> oh my Go God. Ducks! <laughs> man. That was good, man. That was a good one right there. All I know is my boy Tim, y'all Get get hey my boy Tim he will get you right and all I know is he's got me pumped up. For every, every for everyone listening, it's time to get out of Mama House. Okay, I'll I'll lead I'll lead I'll lead the wave with y'all, man. I know it's scary, you know. Everyone can't be like my man JT out here getting you know all this stuff. It's a scary process, but no, just I'm with you. Walt's with you, and these boys got to be fired up. So that was a great session. Great one, man. A yeah. lot of gems and a lot of stuff that they toss at us. That you uh, like that ducks talk though. Nah, that's. We ain't got to worry about all that. No, no, no. But no, no. Honestly, like, do your own research and, and you know, when the time's right, get connected with the right people. Um, that's what this podcast is for. Like, we want to put people that are trustworthy and good connections and good relationships in front of you guys to kind of get the ball rolling for yourself and your own family. So, appreciate you guys listening in. I know we went a little over than usual, but I think it was necessary for this one. So, catch us next week and we'll see y'all. Peace.